is a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. DJs in M-City. This DJ, he gets it out. Listen to this jockey's introduction to... Two DJs in a mic with your host, DJ Mike. Is that a timetable? And DJ JP. Well, get on it. It's your time. Give me the mic. Intro does something to me every time. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, yes, it does. Yes, right. yes, it does. Yes, yes. Again, we want to thank you guys for joining us for another episode. What episode is this, uh, Jeff? What episode, episode are we on? Thirty-four, man. We started this thirty over the 29th, 2022 and we've been going every week since that time. A whopping thirty-four. Yeah, yes, thirty-four yes. weeks. Yes. <laughs> Well, today, you know, we have been blessed with, uh, you know, one of Dallas' own, one of, you know, one of our best DJs in the industry, you know, none other than DJ Ivan G. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, JP. Thank you both. Yeah. Thank you both, man. That's awesome. That That's uh, 36 weeks, you said? 34. 34 weeks. Nice. Well, really 36. We missed two weeks because of illness and... Just different okay. things happened to us, so we we we, course, yeah. keep up with the, we had to go back and count, and I know we missed two because I was traveling and Mike was doing something, but we we own it, so we're gonna know the number from this point forward. So this oh, is yeah. episode number thirty-four with DJ Ivan G, the one and only, the one. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. So yeah, the oh. DMC champion, all kind of stuff. That guy has done it all, man. Oh yeah, oh yes. You know what? I I've, okay. I've been blessed to. 
you know, take some of his classes. You know, we kind of fell off, you know, not because of him, but because of me. And that and that has been a wonderful thing. And I really appreciate, you know, you taking out your time to work with me on some things that I want to get better at. So Definitely. I appreciate that. Um, but for respect for your time, man, we 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 want to just, you know, jump right in and, you know, and just, you know, ask you some questions. You know, and awesome. for me, first and foremost, what drove you to DJ? How did this happen? Man, it happened back, uh, man, back in 93, 94. Uh, when I used to just hang out with my big brother, we used to go to parties and I was the youngest one. So my parents used to force him to take me with them and <laughs> my brother to take me with, with them. And so I was like, just like the youngest one. And my brother would be just chill right here in this corner, right at this house parties. And I was just right next to the DJ. I remember that one time it was right next to this DJ and I was just watching him and, and I was looking at his turntables, his 1200s with his, I don't even know what mixer he had back then, but just looking at all the little lights, the, the platters just turning, the records. <laughs> it just looks so, like, futuristic to me because I live in an apartment with, with six brothers, two-bedroom apartment, so we didn't really have much. Wow. Looking at a DJ setup for me was just, like, <laughs> incredible, <laughs> like a spaceship, right? Uh, and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with it, with, with it when I saw... Uh, this DJ over there in uh, in Farmers Branch, <clears throat> and I think his name was something. Um, I forgot his DJ name it was, but there was this DJ named DJ Enemy, who uh -huh. I just started talking to him not too long, long ago as well. He he was one of those DJs back in the in the nineties, and then I used to listen to uh, the radio a lot, and and just record, you know, like everyone else, just record mixes on tape because we couldn't get music from nowhere else than the radio. So I used to listen to uh, 100.3 Jams with DJ Baby G. And, yes, sir. And, I remember uh, Baby G. Yeah, I used to record those tapes and just so I can listen to them back at the house or during the day or whatever hour, I used to just play back those those mixes. And uh, But man, yeah, that's what it was. And I always loved music. I always loved music, really. You know, I... Um, after that, I like I started collecting records. After I started mm -hmm. seeing this DJ, so I'm like, man, I gotta keep some records. So I started finding about record stores, and and there were so many record stores back then. So it was I started just collecting records. Um, that was my hobby. I think I was like 14, and my weekends was about just begging my dad or one of my brothers to take me to the record store, either, either Top Ten in Oak Cliff or Rhythm Tap, Rhythm Tracks, Bill's Records. Uh, Spin Master. Oh, don't um, say Bill, man. Bill was, Bill, yeah. Man, Bill was. Uh, Bill, Bill had some of the good stuff, man. But when he looked at that date on that record, man, I, every time I left from Bill, I felt like I had been raped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the records there were really, really expensive. But he had some of the best selections. Oh um, yeah, like funky mixes and X mixes and ultra mixes. Yeah. He had those, and I love those records. Uh, you know, anything that was DJ friendly, mm -hmm. uh, the raw beats, all those. Man, he he was he was he had all a, a great selection. Spin Masters had a great selection too. Um, there were quite a, quite a few record stores, Tower Records, Oakland Records. Man, 
I'll, my passion really was being inside record stores, just listening to music, just digging through music, just searching for those music, for those songs, just searching for, for hits that I could use on the dance floor. That was the last, that's, and, and it still is to this day. I mean, that's what I do for a living as well. I curate music for beat source. So I'm constantly listening and trying to pick like the new stuff that comes out. That's perfect for the clubs and, mm-hmm. and, and playlist it. And, and just, I just love music. And what's crazy is that this is back in 94. I didn't, I didn't really speak any English. I was, I was, what? you know, I, it was just all because, you know, when we migrated here, I was like eight years old. So this was like, I was like 14. So my English was still broken. You know, it was still not. So I used to like listen to records based off the beats. Like if the beat was awesome, you know, and that's why I liked a lot of electro because there was no vocals on most of that stuff. It was like electric kingdom, you know, planet rock. There's just a few words on it, but just mainly a beat like clear, you know, uh, clear, clear. This is like a robot just yeah, singing. Clear, place. Yeah. Clear. And then the beat's just banging. And I was like, oh, I love this beat. So I always um, love music, just good beats. Man, wow. I used to, if, if you know, I dig, then I pay, I pay, you know, a lot of dollars and, and, you know, for records, for records that I just wanted to have that I needed to have. And, and it was tough, man. I mean, p- imagine who's going to pay $50 for a song right now when you can just buy it for a dollar or download it or play it from Spotify. You know, music, it's free. But yeah. back then, you know, if I wanted that song on record, it was $50 for one song. I mean, and I did that and I do that. You know, I pay I, I, I pay a lot of money for music. I love music. So wow, I didn't have a problem with it because I needed that record, you know, but yeah. At the same time, I did play that record for thousands of people, so I was able to take that record to to the public, which is yeah, which is very cool as well. It's a, it's a very cool feeling to for people to be like, man, you know, I heard that from you, and that was a jam back then. I mean, you used to hear that a lot. Yeah, you hear that like, oh man, you were the first. I heard that from you. You got that. Put that on the mix for me. Put that on the tape for me. Now, no one's asking for that no more because now everyone's got access yeah, to like got access to everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. us DJs, we had groupies just, you know, of, 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 you know, of music heads, you know, behind DJs because they wanted access to those songs on, on, on a tape or some, somehow. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was very cool. I, it felt good buying records and then knowing that you're going to play it and no one else is going to hear it from like nowhere else, but from you, you know, and we kind of lost that from, in the DJ, you know, we kind of lost that, you know, we're not. You know, people are not listening, you know. No, it's not exclusive anymore. And then like kids have, listen to it before we do now. Like yeah, we you have know, to try to keep on. up with them now. Yeah, they used to have to keep up with the DJs now. Yeah, another DJ. You can't break anything because they've got it for you. Yeah. Everybody's got a thousand plays on it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So and uh it's 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 a whole it's a whole it's a whole new world, but and it just I think it just keeps moving and evolving. Yeah. You know, uh, you know. Now I'm curating like you know streaming songs, like songs that are not even on vinyl. They're not even MP3s anymore. They're just on the cloud. Yeah. You know, like when I'm DJing, I'm playing everything's on the cloud. Everything's on Beat Source. Everything's like, you know, 
Um, I don't even have to like get ready or prepare or go buy that song or download it before to my downloads folder, then from my downloads to my iTunes folder, and then from iTunes folder, you know, all I just inside Serato, Beat Source Plum, search the song, and it's there. Brand new song. It just came out today, but it, and it's going to be there. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's like before I had to like waste $30 to go to the record store, dig for that record, <laughs> hope that it was there, you know, hope that, you know, Pray the last mother, copy was like, on. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I was like, man, who took all the copies? And, and you know, the guys are holding it for their DJ buddies, the guys at the record store. So, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a hustle, it was a struggle, but, uh, but it was a good feeling though, knowing that, you know, that music was your weapon and not, not, not everyone had access to the same stuff. So not, not everyone's got access to everything. So there's no excuses now. Now everyone's just got to really be unique, you know, and, um, and just evolve and just keep on doing their thing and in different ways. You know what I'm saying? Not, it's not just about breaking songs anymore. It's just so much more going on. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, yep. All right. Jump into this. What is it about the art of DJing that makes you continue to want to do it, man? What, what drives you to keep going doing this? Really? It, I think it's just, there's really no, nothing else that I know how to do. Wow! Wow! Right back. Wow! I never. Hey, I wasn't expecting you to say. No, nobody can say that. Well, what kind of answer is that? No. no what else to do? You know, I, I. What else could I do if I'm not DJing? Like everything that I do has. I'm not necessarily just DJing, but everything that I do, it's it's it, it all comes down to like DJing. Like right now, I'm actually on Final Cut Pro editing video loop clips so uh, right now i'm a video editor and i'm but i'm getting those loops ready for my dj gig on the weekend so i'm going to mm -hmm. use them so so um i'm not necessarily djing but i'm getting ready for my gig uh i'm just you know there's just so many things that you got to do now to get ready for gigs yes try oh. to prepare and stay ahead of it because it's crazy yeah so i do a lot of things but all those things at the end i do them because I want them to bring me to DJing or I'm going to use them on my, my, my gigs, you know, but um, I, th I think the, 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 the best answer for that, it would have to be music. You know, music is really what drives me, you know, from DJing, just the control that I, that, that it keeps me, you know, when you're, when you're DJing, it just gives you so much control of the music. There's so much that you can do with the music. So, yeah. um, and it's just fun. It's like, for me, it's a video game, really. You know, it's just my my. If, if I'm stressed out, I just jump on the trunk tables and do my thing, and and that's just it's like you know, therapy. Yes, yeah, it's like therapy. I feel like I feel like I went to the gym. You know, I'm like, all right, I did my thing. You know, it's now it's, you know, it's uh, it just helps me. It just really helps me. It's just you know, if I'm not DJing, I'm 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 doing a DJ class or helping somebody get ready for a gig or I'm getting ready for a gig. So it's, uh, it's 24 seven. Well, that's a beautiful thing though. I don't, I don't see that as a negative at all. I see it as a beautiful thing because it's nothing like doing something that you love to do. Yeah. Just from hearing, from hearing you say how, when you saw that guy DJing and how futuristic that was and how it just grabbed you. 
one of the things that we've talked about often is how, you know, when that DJ bug bites you, how it affects all of us in some kind of way. And it, and it has such a strong gravitational pull. You know, mm-hmm. you just really love it. Your life is centered around it. Yes. So I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I really, uh, you know, that's what, what, that's what I wanted to do. You know, I was like, I, I just need to, you know, um, I started, you know, DJing at a very, at a young age and, and I started and working with you age, so. How old were you when you started? I... Well, when I had my, when I got my first turntables, I was about 14, 14, 15. When I got my first, you know, cheapy turntables. Then I think about 16, I got me some 1200s. Finally, 16, 17, I was able to afford some 1200s. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, I'm in my early 40s, 40, 41. I forgot how old I am. <laughs> so it's, uh, I stopped counting already. So, but uh, yeah, so I've been DJing for about 25 years now. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've been full time DJing since 2003. Oh, okay. I've been, I've wow. been, I, I, I did, I just, uh, during the week, I just get ready for my DJ gigs on the weekend. I, I work just doing different things. I'm an instructor for Guitar Center. Uh, I'm also have my studio where I do the classes. Where you, Mike, are familiar with those with with the studio, the DJ Factory here in Grand Prairie, and and I got kids. You know, I got my little boy, my family, and man, I got so much you know live going on. I'm just blessed, really. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's so much a beautiful stuff thing. going on. Yeah. So so I'm blessed just to be able to stay busy doing what I like. Yeah. Love, love, yeah. love, yeah. love. So what are some of your best business practices? Uh, I think it's just, you know, um, good service. You know, uh, I, define just, it, just, define just good it, service. define good service. Ivan. I, I, th- I think good service is, is knowing, just knowing, you know, where you are, where you're DJing at. Cause not every gig's the same, you know, like, you really have to know how to blend in and you really have to know how to, you know, uh, play the right music at the right place, you know, how to be a good DJ. Um, uh, you really got to be able to, you know, if if you're at a place and they, they, t- they tell you like, hey, Ivan, I need you to come and DJ. It's going to be some top 40 stuff. And then you show up and it's and they want nothing but 70s, you know. You have to be able to adapt and you have to have the playlist and you have to be good at it and you have to play the hits. And if you show up and they're like, Ivan, we need you to play hip hop. And then you and then 90 percent of the crowd, they want reggae music. You have to be able to play reggae. You have to be able to rock it and play the hits. You know, you have to be able to blend in in any situation. I think that's I think that's what's helped me the most. You know, if I wasn't able to do that, I wouldn't had most of the gigs that I have now. And that allows me to have different di- different gigs and not get tired because I remember when I started DJing, I was just doing um, just house gigs, house dance music. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had a gig once in a while, but then I'm Latino. I know the Latin music. So I started, you know, practicing with that. Of course, the hip hop. Um, man, I really think just, you know, uh, me, since 
I migrated here, you know, I already knew so much Latin music from 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 South Mexico. And South, I just knew so much of that whole Latin world. I know it, you know, and then growing up here, going here to elementary, junior high, high school, just listening to all the hip hop and everything on the radio. You know, um, I just I just know so much music, you know, so for me, I was able to go anywhere and play. Oh, man, there's some Latinos in the back. They want this fucking rocket. Oh, man, they want some hip-hop over here? Pff, I rock it. They want some house music? Pff, I have the hits. I rock it, you know? Um, and I think that's what really what helped me the most, just being able to know my music, you know, um, and just know a little bit of everything, you know, from my country music to everything. You know, um, one day one day I'm doing an all straight-out Mexican wedding. The other, you know, tomorrow I'm doing a, a Nordstrom's fashion show. Uh, then the next day I'm doing a DJ battle. Oh, b-boy style i mean you got to be ready for whatever and and i think that's what helped me that i can just do it all people they like man you're doing a wedding and then they're like man you're battling on the dmc and then they're like hey you're doing fashion shows and then you know all oh, you're doing just all house uh, edm a show and it's just like i just love music you know one day i feel like doing something and i want to do it you know i don't want to listen to house music all day every day or hip-hop all day every day sometimes i just want to listen to reggae and i'm just like man i need to get me a reggae gig and i try to find one or try to create one or or do something you know and and uh and i think that's what that's what keeps me going because i'm never doing the same thing I'm, I'm always doing something cool something different you yeah. know um you know they're like i've been you know can you do the state fair plum I'm, I'm on it so i'm playing top 40 70s 80s rock i'm playing everything you know and and they love it and they're like you know and and the latin stuff of course you know so Mike, you can throw me anywhere and, and I'll keep people dancing, you know, and it's all, and it's all thanks to the music. You know, it's just yeah. it's all the music is what, what what's what does all the, the work for me. You know, I just play. It. Yeah. yeah, the music sets the vibe. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, uh, I hope that the people that's out there listening and the people that will listen later really take heed to that because, man, it's so important and you have to be able to be thrown in any situation. I look at it like being in the military. You know, if they throw you in Kuwait or if they throw you in Taiwan, wherever they throw you at, <laughs> you have to be able to relate. And 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 I was talking with uh Chris, two C the DJ, mm -hmm. and I was telling him uh we were talking about the labels, um how you know, open format. And I was telling him that I really don't like the labels. You know, for me, a DJ is someone that can play to any situation. When you find a DJ that can only play to a certain situation and no disrespect for me looking at that, I, I don't really see you in a true uh, sense of a DJ because my definition of a DJ is, Hey, any situation, you rock it. You know, I tell people, I look at the one of my favorite lyrics out of a Bon Jovi song, I'm a Cowboy. I take this to heart. I've seen a million people and I rocked them all. And that's how I look at DJ. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, yeah. Yeah. That's what it's about. So yeah. I always tell DJs, you know, just learn your music, you know, learn your music because someone's going to ask you for some rock. Someone's going to ask you for a country and someone's going to ask you for this random song. And 
the best part about it is that some sometimes when they ask for a random request, mm -hmm. if you just knock it out of the park, you know, then that's when the tips come in. You know, you never know. You might be dealing with the baller, and because it happens to you at the time, like you oh, and play yeah. this song, and I'm like, oh man, I don't even, I don't even think that song is appropriate for this place. Oh man, you got to play it, man. Play it for me. I'm like, man, that's gonna cost you. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, I go, I'll play, play. So I'm just trying to build it up, right? And I'm like, man, just I'm like, man, give me fifty dollars at least, and I'll play for you. So you know, um, then, but then I have to do the job. I have to take the crowd from this energy down to a whole another energy. You know, it could be just a whole another vibe. So my job is to not go from a song to another to you know from. You know, people are just vibing to hip hop and all of a sudden just slap them with the country. You know, I like to either, you know, uh, do some special effects or something and then introduce that country track. Like, yo, you know, we're selling my country, blah, 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 blah. I got a request. So I, I, I even direct that song, that request straight to that person. That way my guests know that why I'm playing it. Because, mm -hmm. because if you don't introduce what you're fixing to do, now you just go into it. They're going to be like, what is he doing? You know, you know, why is he playing that song? I mean, we were everyone was vibing to California Love, and he just went to this weird request. <laughs> it, it was a real request, you know, and and but that we they don't know that I got that tip, and <laughs> you can't just go into it, you know. But I I, I like to kind of find you know just a a, a good way. You got to introduce everything. You can as a DJ, you can play anything, you know. Um, you could be like in the middle of a of a Latin gig and you play this hip hop and song and everyone's like, Oh, well, you know, this is not a hip hop spot. And, you know, if you throw it in there, people are going to be like, why is he playing that? But if before you play it, you're like, yo, this song is going out to that person right there on that table, you know, welcome to the party. And then you play it and they're going to mm -hmm. be like, all right, he's a good DJ. He's actually playing a request for someone. So you gotta, you gotta let the crowd know, get them ready for a big change. Mm -hmm. you know? But you can play anything and everything, and and as long as you play it right, you know I, I believe that for sure. Good stuff. All right, before we run out of time, right, we're gonna get these last couple questions in. Uh, where is it at? Um, you had it up on the board, right? Yeah, it's on the screen right there. What do you? What uh, What do you make? What do you think makes you different from the rest, man? What is something that you feel separates you from the rest of us poor little DJs out here? No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's tough, man. It's tough because, you know, we we all have access to the same tools now. Mm -hmm. you, know, um, you don't have to go out there and 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 go record shopping and not be able to find the songs that you need. I mean, you have we all have access to the best DJ gear. We have access to the best music with like you know, uh, Spotify with beat source. I mean, you have access to everything. So the only thing that separates me from everybody else is just, you know, my skills, you know, because, you know, um, so I'm always practicing. I'm always trying to just improve my skills from my scratching, my blending, my juggling, you know, just stuff that's going to make me have a better time, a good time while I'm mixing, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that, I think that's what, and it doesn't make me just different. It makes all of us different because we're all at, at a different level and we'll have, we'll have different skills. Um, and, and, uh, you know, in, in many ways. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's like, 
It's like, you know, I got some really good cuts, then my boys got some really good cuts, and but I can't do his cuts and he can't do my cuts, and we're all different. We're all got our own flavor, our own juice. Yeah. And uh and you know, um I try to make as many little promos as as I can to showcase my skills, you know, like on my social media mm-hmm. and to, to like motivate myself and stuff. So, uh, but I, I think definitely just, you know, um, just my skills and then just the music selection, you know, I, 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 I've been DJing for a long time, so I know a lot of music. Yeah. A lot of music. It dances in our head. Sometimes we forget it. And just so we can be respectful of your time, make sure we get you out of here on time. Last question. What DJ or DJs have been a positive influence on you? Who are the people that you uh, just really look up to or have looked up to or just poured into you or you tried to be like them, you know? Man, there's just so many um, amazing DJs. Um, he, You know, like when I started, you know, again, like Baby G, of course, my name, my name, Ivan G, I kind of, you know, almost stole it from Baby G. He was just such a big, <laughs> thing for me and and at the same time warren g had dropped his album regulators and so i was like a super fan a big big fan of that so i was like ivan g that's it mm-hmm. you know? and uh but you know uh dj roxy as well uh you know from oak Cliff, he's just been around for a long time um i looked up for to him and 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 at a young age he would let me go through his records and and you know it which it was amazing just for me to have access to mix and and work with them at the clubs that he owned. Um, you know, all the DJs from KNOM, from like, you know, DJ Felony back then. Um, so many DJs. Now we have a lot of DJs too, you know, like here locally, like we have like my boy Mark Cuts, you know, DJ Mad, all these guys. Uh, my boy Tom's, uh, Spider-Man. They all have like their own skills that is like, oh, you know, I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know? We all have our own, uh, our own, you know, you know, our own superpowers and stuff, you know, our own ways. Uh, Marvels, huh? The Marvel DJs. We all have our own. And, uh, and then there's big DJs, you know, like, of course, you know, Qbert and all those, you know, DJ craze and all those, you know, um, out of state, but, you know, uh, I I I think the local DJs, because those are the ones that I always, you know, the the ones uh, like my boy TDK, my boy DJ strict nine, you know, rest in peace. My boys mm-hmm. are frantic, uh, you know, just so many DJs that I that I looked up to, you know. Um, but that, you know, something that's refreshing to hear from you is that someone actually poured into you and didn't just leave you out there to try to learn for yourself. Because so many DJs, when I was coming up, well, you know, you got to get it for yourself or nobody. You know, mm-hmm. you had a few that took you in and might help you, I but did. it was very rare that somebody would open up the doors to you and give you the keys and say, here's the car, take it for a drive. Well, yes. So, you know, it, it was, you know, yeah. And I totally understand because when I started, you know, I'm not going to let nobody mess with my records or play with my records. You know, DJs don't share needles, you know, that's just, <laughs> so just have, you know, being able to go to somebody's house, you know, and being able to just, you'll, you'll catch that when you get home, people on your drive. <laughs> You know, Most uh, of them don't even know what that is, though, Ivan G. You see, you see what I'm but that that's that's how I I was raised, you know, during that time. So that's just yeah. a part of me. Yeah. Uh, all of us. I mean, and, me, you and Mike, definitely. Yeah. And, and uh, but definitely one of the DJs that really helped me a lot was a DJ Lonnie Strickland. Again, rest in peace. Um, mm-hmm. 
he's not with us, but uh, Lonnie took me at a young age before I, I wasn't able to drink. Um, and he would take me to all this fraternities. He would take me to like to rock first Friday with him and baby G and he would take me to all these gigs. And I was, I think it was like maybe 19, 20. Mm-hmm. And I was doing this parties where there was like a thousand people there. Right. And this is a black fraternity, you know, and I'm talking about there's a thousand people. there just on the dance floor. And, 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 and I remember my first party, I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to play some hip hop. Right. It's a black fraternity. Okay. Plum. So I'm playing biggie and this, and people are just started booing me. Wow. And then Street Nine and Street Nine's laughing like, man, let me show you, let me show you how it's done. And he started playing all the dirty South stuff, because you know, when you would DJ at a fraternity, they want all South stuff. You know, it's like, oh, we don't hear no bees, moss. We want like the South <laughs> stuff. South you know, side, South side. Like they wanted the South. They wanted the 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 just South music. You know, the No Limit was super hot. You know, yeah. the the all that stuff was hot. You know, it's like so, you know. I started getting boo, so that was like the first time and only time I got boo, and and I really I felt really bad because I thought I was a good DJ, right? So I'm playing like all these funky mixes, and Street Nine started busting out all these records that I started learning about the South, the East, and the West. Because remember, I was, you know, uh, I migrated from here, so I'm, I'm I got all this Latin, I got all this going on. I'm thinking hip hop is hip hop, dance is dance, house is house, Latin Latin country's country. I need yeah. hip hop. I knew hip hop east and west a little bit, but I wasn't ready. I didn't know how heavy the, the south, south side. Yeah, I didn't know how how heavy it was. It and, just, then when, and then when you have like two thousand people just stomping, and 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 the energy, I just fell in love with that. I I I was like literally writing down every record he was playing. <laughs> like now you oh can just my put your oh my god, oh my god. The and just let it go. We didn't have none of that, you know. I was yeah, saying now you, you know, can. That's what that's no, what now you can't. Yeah. And but Stan go find to go find those records. Where am I gonna find those records? I mean, he was playing like the DJ Jubilee, you know, um the monkey on the stick, and I was like, Man, I never heard that song, everyone's going crazy. <laughs> and I'm all the songs Tiki Tiki Black Black, Tiki Tiki Black. <laughs> you know, he you know, he was playing and I, now I have all the stuff like the like the South music, you know. Yeah. The, the all that stuff and 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 so he he really helped me out to learn and and, and for me I learned how to rock those parties now you yeah. know I've done so many parties where there's two thousand people and I'm the only Latin DJ I'm the only Latin person there me and the people in the kitchen walking around serving <laughs> and it's like like man like like you know the only Latin guy here is DJ how crazy is that yeah you know and and Lonnie Strickland you know was was the one that you know, was allowed me to do that. You know, he taught me how to do that, how to, that, that. So man, it was, it was, it was awesome. You know, it was awesome. You know, with TDK as well, we rocked so many gigs. TDK took me to a bunch of gigs when I was young and, and we used to rock so many gigs. I used to carry TDK's crates and he'd be like, he'll bring me in. And, and so cool. Cause he will like, he'll grab the mic and he'll stop the whole party and be like, all right, I'm going to show you guys something. I'm going to show, show you guys something. And this is like, you know, uh, you know, uh, all ballers party right just a line outside you know there's ballers there and and you know i'm the only latin guy a little short little latin guy and tdk stopping the party for this little latin short guy and then everyone's like man, what the? and then i started just doing my thing cutting it up and and he'll 
find a way to just get everyone to just cheer and, and wow. And man, I just felt so, you know, so much energy. And man, that, is, that is really good to hear that you had so many people. That- and it was, it was, it was awesome. It, it, it was awesome. And, and that, uh, that, you know, they let me be a part of that and, and learn a little bit of everything. And I try to help DJs. Like there's DJs that help me like, I have a next time you have a Latin party. Let me know because I want to learn that music and I want to learn what you play. And I want to learn that head. And I want to be able to rock that crowd. If, if I'm in front of it, you know, I want to be able to play for everyone in any situation you throw me in. So, right. you know, uh, you know, sometimes I get into a situation where I know I have a big event and I know they're going to win some country. Then I'll, I'll start you know, diving in and listening to my homies and trying to find out what they're playing. And, you know, it's just like anything, you know, um, I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't run away from a gig, you know, I was, I was like, let me get ready and let, let me rock it. I want to make sure that I can rock it. I like that. So, I like that. Yeah. You know, it was, it was yeah. awesome. Well, Eureka. Yeah. Uh, well, my uh, brother. Do you have, do you have, qu- do you have time for one more? You need to go. Drop it, Mike, drop it. I'm good. Okay. All right. I just, uh, this is an important question for me. You know, what are your thoughts? You know, how do you feel about practice? And is that necessary, you know, for you and your craft? I think so. I think so, Mike. I think it's, it's, uh, and, and not just, you know, not just practice, but even, even try to take it to where you can uh, enter competitions, enter local battles you know, practice for a reason. And I think uh, I always encourage, there's a DJ battle coming here that my boy Albert G's put it together uh, and, and Lewis like this, a uh, big DJ battle go- coming through in Dallas um, in July. And anytime there's a battle, there's a battle going on, always try to enter the battle. Um, just because, you know, when I know that I have a competition or a battle coming up, you know, I just get that. I'm just getting the practice mode. You know, I don't want to just, you know, look, you know, just, not just show up and just freestyle. So that motivates me. You know, I want to have a reason to practice because if I don't enter any battles, if I'm just kind of just, I'm just DJing on the weekends, I'm not really pushing myself. You know, I I like to, if I know there's a battle local or good battle where I can travel and I'll I'll buy a plane ticket and I'll, and I'll practice for two months and go and compete. And, and uh, again, I do it because it makes me better, you know, Um, and I compete not, competing against everyone else i'm always competing against myself you know i'm like you know uh, if you know if if uh as long as my sets are getting better you know as long as i'm practicing more you know i already i already gained something i already won something you know mm-hmm. so you know it's uh i started just trying I, I started you know years back i started you know training my mind to think like that you know just to uh just you know, uh, just so I don't, so I have a reason to practice. And I tell every DJ, you know, if you want to get better, just enter a competition, and I bet you're gonna be sweating because you don't want to be up there, you know, just being the last. You know, you at least want to try to, you know, get the top six or whatever. So I always try to, you know, I always try to. If I'm in the top three, I'm good, you know. And 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 but I started, you know, if I'm in the top six, I'm good. Now if I'm in the top three, I'm good. You know, and and that's kind of like my my range. I always compete, and I'm always like, man, if I'm if I'm as long as I'm in the top three, I kind of feel cool. But even if I don't, I, I still know because I can see and I can feel just a lot better because you know I practice a lot for competition. So, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, Mike, there's this DJ battle coming, you know, in July. So, you know, both of you, 
you know, if you want to have, you know, something to practice to, or, you know, more motivation, enter a competition. Yeah. Competition. I, I, I like that. I've never like that. I've never, um, I've never looked at it from that point of view. Uh, so that gives you, it gives you a different way of looking at it because I've never looked at it from that point of view. Uh, and I think that's a great thing because anytime you have something that will push you, uh, a reason to push you, you can't, you can't do nothing but win from that. If you put in the work, you know, and if you have that motivation to get you to that point, you can't do nothing but get better. Yeah. So all all that practice stays with you, you know, it's, it's, You know, all that practice that you put, it's like lifting weights, you know, you know, those muscles are not going to go away after that competition. You're going to look great way after that competition, (laughs) the next competition. And for the next weekend, you're still going to be looking awesome. You know, when you go to the gym and you have a a competition, it's it's, it's, again, it's going to be there for a while. So the skills and and, you know, just being good on on, on your turntables, I I think it's the same thing. You know, the more you practice. You know, it's not just even if I don't win that battle, I'm still better. Thanks to this battle, thanks to that battle, I'm still better than mm-hmm. I was before because, um, you know, that battle, I, I knew that this awesome DJs were going to be there. So I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to be the last DJ again. So um, and I think those that's what motivates me the, the, the most DJ competitions and also awesome events like. You know, I have a big event this a Memorial Day weekend, this Sunday, so I have a huge event. So right now I'm getting ready, I'm I'm preparing, I'm and of course I'm getting better. Um and uh but yeah, compete, enter competitions and and I think by entering competitions, there's so many DJs now and a lot of them they don't want to battle because they don't want to be labeled as a, a loser. Oh man, I didn't make it, I didn't make top six, I didn't, you know, I don't want to be in the battle until I know I can win. I'm like, you're never going to be in a battle then, you know, because it's really hard for someone to just enter a battle and automatically be top three, you know, you know, you just, you know, unless you're, uh, you know, just really, really, really in there, in there and you're studying the top three and you're like, all right, I know who the top three are and I'm studying them and I'm in the bedroom doing my thing and I'm studying them and I make sure that I'm better than them and then you can compete and then you can, that's the only way, you know, you have to really study those top three, but you know, it's it's really not about that. It's about you know, I, I'm I'm just competing against myself again, you know. But and and I just done it for so long that now I'm I'm just trying to, you know, if I'm in the top three, I feel comfortable. I'm like, oh man, this is perfect. You know, I feel I feel good, you know. Uh, but you know, it's it's getting tough. Soon, it's gonna be the top six. If I'm in the top six, I'm cool. As soon as I'm gonna be the top ten. If I'm in the top ten, I'm cool. So right now I'm enjoying my top three, you know. But again, um, you know, it's just I just love what I do, man. It's just a blessing for me to make a living out of it, you know, and 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 be here. Yeah. So. Well, brother, we thank you for coming on with us and uh, sharing a little bit of your story and your gospel and about your your trail to where you're at today. And we really appreciate you coming on with us. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you for having me. And Mike, thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, oh, oh no problem. Me. No problem, bro. And, uh, yeah, and I'll, um, I hope to see you soon, hopefully within the next month or so. You know, I hope to see you soon and get back started on some things. Uh, 
And if you can, you know, just tell people where they can find you uh, mm -hmm. um, and so forth. You know, where they can find you for the people that are looking to better their, their skills. You know, if you want to talk about the school, you know, let, let us know or let them know. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, my DJ studio is in, here in Grand Prairie. You can find me on, on social media as a Legends DJ Factory. Um, for DJ classes, DJ lessons, um, just check out the page, check out the pictures. Um, it's 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 an awesome studio where we have uh, a lot of stuff going on in there. And then my personal page is DJ Ivan G. Um, Scratch. You can find me on Instagram and on and on Facebook as well. DJ Ivan G. Scratch. And uh, yeah, I love it. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, man, again, you know, we're we're grateful uh, to have you, you know, and thank you for, you know, spending some of your time with us. Um, and and we look forward to, you know, chatting up with you again whenever, you know, you have time. Uh, and we just thank you, man. And I, I hope everybody that's listening and that will listen enjoy. later enjoy and, and realize the importance of putting in work you know if you practice and do the things that you do you can't do nothing but be great at what you do and like you say you know your your battle is against yourself if you can be a better version of you every time you do it you already won you're winning yeah yeah so yeah so we you know again we thank you man you enjoy the rest of your night and good luck on uh your big event on Labor Day. Uh, I know you're going to do your thing. Uh, and uh, one of these days, I'm going to get out there and, and come to one of your events. I would like to see it live and memorize, as we used to please. say. <laughs> yeah. Please, please. This Friday, I'm going to be at Boomer Jack's, the Dallas location. Okay. Come hang out. Um, usually, uh, I'm on Fridays on Dallas location, the Northwest Highway in 35. What okay. time do you start? I start at 9.30 to 1.30. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, I might can do that. I don't have nothing this Friday. Me either. It's really, yeah. it's a really cool spot because I, I mix all videos, so I play everything. Right, I play just everything from the old school to the new stuff, and everything that I play with video. So I'm, it's really cool. Yeah, I, I have camp videos when we did that wedding together. But we'll yeah, keep talking. we'll keep you, man. Go, go, put your kids. Yeah, no, we can hear. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good night. Have a good night. All right, Thank brother. you both. We'll talk to All you right. later. All right, man. Okay. All right. Well, that was uh, a great DJ Ivan G. Scratch. Yes, yes. yes. That, was, that was good, man. I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Great dude. Great dude. Yeah, he's a good guy, man. I first time I met him, he was real nice, super nice. Uh them good to, you know you meet some djs they can be uppity stuckity whatever they are if they're on the radio or in a certain position they could be a certain way but he was he was nothing like that he was nothing but nice man real good guy yeah yep the same way i hope we come across oh yeah oh yeah oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah Likewise, we bro. went a little 18 minutes 16 17 minutes long past what he was supposed to be on but it's all yeah, yeah i'm grateful for it bro Oh yeah, 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 yeah. First time we ever had a guest had to cut out on us, but we understand. Yeah, I'm grateful for it. So I guess we could jump into some other topics that we had. Uh, 
Yeah. Our, 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 not won't say hot topics, but just a topic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Please do. I know you got some of, you know, some of the things that you wanted to chat it up about. So. Well, I mean, yeah. Did you have them in there, or you need me to just go ahead and throw them out there? Uh, go in there, throw them out there. I'll grab some. Uh, yeah. Well, the one thing I was, uh, one of the ones I was talking about earlier today when we were having our pre-show meeting was, uh, where is my notes at? Uh, pre-show meeting was, have you ever had a bad review? Have you ever had somebody write a bad review on you? Yeah. No. Yeah. Now, I, I've experienced that. Me and you, me and you talked about this. Mm-hmm. So, um and it wasn't necessarily a bad review, mm-hmm. but the lady gave me five stars and then she said something, you know, she said something and I can't remember what it was, uh, but that was very disheartening to me because I'm like, man, I know I rocked your way mm-hmm. and everybody, even yourself, you know, enjoyed it. And then you come back and kind of, nitpick or and I can't even remember what she said but mm-hmm. but you had talked about it and and you know yeah um and, and uh like I said I've had one one time it was uh it was definitely a bad review it was like one she said if she could give me less than one she would but really wow. she, yeah it wasn't even my event though so what it was I was wow. uh, helping Jose um do a, a wedding on on the third on uh New Year's Eve. So we're in there doing our thing and he's playing vulgarity kids and all that in there and stuff. I mean I guess we shouldn't have. but you know he was doing yeah he was doing some stuff and the bride and the mama didn't appreciate it. So they went and handed me down and wrote me up and all I was there was due to speak English. So they they were so mad with him with the DJ man they just they went left. And everywhere they could, they wrote something bad. And finally, I was able to uh, get them to take it down because uh, I didn't, it wasn't my wedding. It was here. It was another DJ's wedding. And it was, whoo, she was hot, man. And I tried to call her, talk to her and everything, but she was just fit to be tired. So, wow. you know, you always, you know, like I said, it wasn't even my event. It wasn't in my name. It wasn't my contract. wasn't nothing. I was just there to help him help speak English. And boy, it was uh, hot. Steamy mess. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, and then we've had some where DJs have gotten like a four, and you know, it's a great, like yours, and instead of writing it in there, she gave him a great review. I mean, a, a great review, and then put the number down because of, she said one little thing. So it's it's tough, man. You know, and, and what can you do? It's hard to fight those because then you call to them, you know, deal with Wednesday or not or whoever. They don't want to take them down. You know, you got to prove, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt that it was. It was. It wasn't. You know that it wasn't true or something. So I don't know. But people say respond to them, put something in there. And then there's another person I know who said that all good reviews are. You know, you need something that's to make it seem like you're real and stuff is just not there. Um, you know, just people just writing them. So you know, some bad in there might not be a bad thing. But somehow I disagree with that. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and it's man, it that's a tough, that's a tough situation to be in. Yes, mm-hmm. tough, tough, tough. 
And, you know, sometimes, but you know what? You know if you did something horrible or you had a bad night or it wasn't good. Because I'll give you a perfect example. I was worried about my wedding Sunday, man. I was so worried because we had some problems getting information and different things and just seemed like it just had a shutdown on communication. So I didn't get all of my music until we were setting up at the booth that day. You know, song for Come Down the Owl. I mean, small little details. Uh, Groom wants to airdrop two songs to me for introductions. So, you know, I'm like worried, okay, how is this going to go? Or if it don't go right because something, you know, we didn't have something, is it going to be, they're going to be mad with me or blame it on me, you know, because of the situation. So this is tough, man. You're at the mercy of the courts when you're dealing with this stuff, you know? Yeah, it is. And uh, I'm just saying it's a it's a hard situation to be in, Jeff. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes you can do all you can do everything right mm-hmm. and still get put in a compromising situation. Because uh, now I would say I will say this when when we talk about reviews. Now okay. I've had where somebody writes a fake review. Oh boy, uh, we had I had that happen too. And I had to dispute it, and mm-hmm. come to find out, it wasn't a disgruntled uh, customer; it was someone else in our industry. <laughs> I think that was the same thing that happened to me. I had that yeah. same thing happen to me. Someone, someone in our industry wrote yeah, it. wrote a bad review on on us. Yeah. Yeah. If you yep. have, if oh. you have a routine, usually can always fall back on your perfection. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> but it's you know it's it's just kind of strange sometimes because there are some situations uh, where you are. Um, you know, you're just in a bad situation where it's, <laughs> yes. it's other, you know, it's other forces, you know. That can control your life. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the sad thing, anybody can go on and do something like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. So now, you can dispute it, but sometimes the, the damage is already done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, just because it gets out there, it's like a death blow. I mean, because how do you fight something that you can't, you know, you can respond, but it's like they said, there's two sides to every story, but it's like all they see is that, that, that one, that two or whatever it is, you know, that's all they see. Nobody go, you know, they might, somebody might go read your answer to just to try to give you another chance, but, and that death blow of that horrible review is just, it's just rough. That's like a tomahawk to the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's rough. And how do you handle it? You try to, I mean, respond to it, call them and ask them to take it down, you know, just, yeah. you know. You so. have to dispute with Google and or whatever network. And I'll tell you this, if they do it on Yelp, it's, it, it takes an act of God for Yelp <laughs> to remove it down. They will not. Pull it down, and they can see that it's wrong, 
and yeah. they will not pull it down. They'll force you to pay for their services, you know. And if you don't have like a monthly plan with them, oh man, yeah. yeah. Wow, seemed like you had a a bad one there. Well, I've you know the thing also, Jeff. Uh, you have to keep in mind when it comes to that. Uh, one of my own online services that I used to do was reputation marketing. And we dealt with helping people repair and build their reputation. So I have, you know, personal experience from dealing with some of these uh, agencies, you know, know, Yelp and Google and some of the other, you know, even Facebook where reviews you know, uh, play a part. And there's no bigger review than the reviews on Google. Yeah. Man, and it's sad that you almost feel like you have to walk on eggshells in any situation that could get you a bad review. Because, you know, everything could go right and you could have one little thing go wrong and then you got to be, you know, like I said, you're at the mercy of the court. Court to uh, try to get past that particular moment. And it's just, it's, it could be rough, brother. It could be rough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I have one more question, Mike. All right. Just to throw this at you. Say you are, you have an event and you haven't got paid in full. Are you showing up? Would you show up? If my contract, based on how my contract is written, mm-hmm. will determine if I show up. Also, the temperament of the situation. Mm-hmm. Now, it, say it's a situation where the client was supposed to pay their invoice, say, a week ago. Yeah. And, and I've reached out to them numerous times about payment. And say they haven't responded or, or, well, we're going to take care of it today or whatever. I'll give them a final, uh, a final email Mm -hmm. in text. You know, if, if the balance, yes, if the balance is not paid by such and such time, uh, we will not be showing up to the event. And I will send them a copy of the, you know, the contract mm-hmm. stating that any form of a retainer, any monies paid, uh, is not refunded. And also, if you don't cancel your event within fourteen days, all monies are due, and I'm not showing up. And also, if I decide that I want to take them to litigation, I have every right. What about you? (laughs) Um, I'm probably going to go your route, at least try to get them to go ahead and make the final payment and talk to them. You know, try to deal with it the best you can. Uh, I actually had a lawyer at a conference tell us that you are in that contract, too, both ways, and you're legally obligated to go and perform even though you hadn't been paid in full. How, how did they... How did he they explained it, but I can't remember, but he said that... You, both but if your contract is stating 
I understand, you know? but he said that you're legally obligated just that they are legally obligated to pay you to perform what you agreed to. Even if they hadn't paid you in full, you're still legally out. So like I say, it could be a slippery slope. And you and can that don't make sense to me though. I know. And he he it was you a know. long he tried to explain it. It was a long drawn out story, but he was saying that you are legally obligated to still go and perform at that event. I wish I could remember that lawyer's name. I may have to look that up and we need to get him on. Try to find that and uh, see him talk about it. I, I think I even went and went up and talked to him after that conference and asked him. And he was like, "Yeah, you're you're legally so like it's a binding both ways. So you've taken some money already. So you might as well, you you know it's just a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, see. So that's what I'm saying. So man, I was like shocked. When I heard that. But my question is this. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, to you and uh, Boogie Boy Flip. Yeah. Where you from, hey, DJ Boogie Boy Flip? Oh, uh, he's from here. Oh, okay. You know him? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'll you say this you here. You'll find a lawyer. Get a lawyer on the show in a couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, you know, my, my question is this. You know, based on the verbiage of that contract, um, Based on that verbiage of that contract, really determines that. Because look at this situation. Okay. Look at this situation. Let's take sport athletes. You know, based on the verbiage of the contract, is where owners or the player themselves can do what they do. Yeah. So, it has to be the verbiage in that contract that that holds you liable to to still perform. Yeah. Even with them, uh, even with them uh, not paying. So just okay to play devil's advocate. Okay, I didn't pay you for half of it. I didn't cancel it. So how are you just not gonna show up and give me half of what I already paid you? Yeah, I understand it because my contract says I don't have to. <laughs> so why you don't have to show up? I already paid you for half of the money. Can I get two hours out of my, out of the quarter? Contract states, you know, and and I like that, Jeff, because now I'm gonna go back and add some more verbiage to my contract. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting, man. When it comes to law, because I, I listen to a, this lawyer every day talk about different things. And just the law, the way it's written or the way they say things, it's just sometimes it's not on your side. No matter how hard you try to uh, flip it and change it, it's just not, it doesn't come around to help you. So I was, like I said, I was totally shocked and blown away when that lawyer said that. But like I said, I didn't pay you for half. I didn't cancel. I, You know, we still got the venue. We still get married. Why are you not showing up? Yeah. So, I mean... I don't know, but that was interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and look and see if I can find who that lawyer was and see if we can get him on the show or just ask him some questions. Maybe I can do a podcast with it and post it or something. If we can't get him on the show, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that was a good question for tonight, and those two topics just popped in my head. You know, I had them hot topics dancing in my head, so yeah. I just come up with different things that you know 
these are things that make you go, hmm, I don't know why that's on my mind, but I saw somebody talking about, uh, what's his name, Freedom Williams and all of them from uh, CC Music Factory. And I started thinking about that song, things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, brother, uh, once again, uh, glad Ivan came on with us. And uh, we need, like we said, now we need to start talking about our sponsors too, man. You know, we got DJ Event Planners. Uh, as one of our sponsors, we got uh, not DJ Event Planner, DJ Event Gear that gives the group uh, crosstalk some discounts if you buy directly from them through the links. Also, Mike has something with yeah, so he's got an affiliation with him, and uh, they you know he's got a discount for the group if you want to do that. Then we got my man, the Brisket Boss. He's uh, making up the great brisket around the Metroplex. Hit him up for some of that great barbecue and brisket and all kind of other stuff that he does. So we just want to make sure we start thanking our sponsors and start giving them some vibes and make sure we let everybody know who's uh, making the show possible sometimes with a little bit of sponsorship. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, hit us up and we can throw in a commercial for you. So, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Miguel, you got anything else on your mind on this wonderful Tuesday evening? Oh no, no. Other than you know, I'm I'm grateful um, to have you know some of the people that we have on, mm-hmm. and, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but let's read this. Hold on. Contract contracts must be very. Just add an S, and you'll be okay. Okay, Mike, your contract can work because you stated all of the the before. I mean, you stated all the. Be present on the on duration of the contract. Once the agreement is broken, all deals are off. That's my whole point. Hey, and I'm telling you, he said you still have to show up because you agreed to it. Yeah, yeah. It just <laughs> depends on how you agree. So, yeah. I know. I'm telling you, it was deep. Yeah, hey, I understand what he's saying, but it depends on how you agree. 300 DJs in there with their mouth open. Yeah, yeah. He said you. He said you're still legally obligated to go and perform. Interesting. Yeah, very I mean, you are taking that money. You're not giving them anything. They didn't cancel, so you know. But they you're canceling on there. And you're <laughs> taking their money, so you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, hey, I get you, Jeff. I'm you. just throwing. I'm just throwing bricks tonight. Yeah, That's yeah, all. I'm just I'm, a whole bunch of rocks. I'm just giving you something to. Let's give them something to think about. So before you go counting on folks and taking their money, think about it. Or get some legal advice before you go saying, I'm not going to do it. So, well, my brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was nice, man. It's always, you know, uh, yep. we, and we, we thank you guys for joining us for the 34th. <laughs> Next week, 35th episode will feature my man Keith out of Chicago with the Marquis oh, yeah. Show. He wants to come on and talk about the Marquis Show, the great things he's got going on up in Chicago. And uh, yeah, he reached out and said, Hey, I want to come on the show and talk about the Marquis. I said, Hey, yeah, the we'll, we'll, we'll squeeze you in. So he got next week. So yeah, Keith will be on God. next week and uh, next Thursday, I mean, next Tuesday, yeah. 7 30, he'll be on. He said, I started when they didn't pay, I packed up. Well, 
That's my boy. <laughs> hey, I mean, it could go anyway, but yeah, if, if yeah. they see you, you well, if they didn't pay you at all, yeah, you got every right to walk away. But if you got some of their money, you better at least do two hours. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all half the contract. Yeah, and Bowtie, uh, DJ Bowtie, we need to get you on, man. Let us know when yeah, you're available. Yeah, we can get him on. Yeah. yeah. Let us know when you're available. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. well, yeah. So, Steve, next week, and I don't know who else we got coming up, but we got some good shows lined up. And if oh, yeah. I got anything, any hot topics, anything you want to talk about, just don't yeah. talk to Mike about voided contracts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. The verbiage, baby. That verbiage, that verbiage, that verbiage. Yeah. The V. The verbiage. Yeah. The verbiage. Yeah. Well, I'm you, they yeah. don't pay me. They're going to get the Ricky Bobby hand. That's It's deep, though, man. It's really deep. So I'm going to dive into finding this lawyer so I can let yeah, you Yeah, please. Because we need him on. We need to talk to him. Yeah, I'm going to go back yeah. and find out who yeah. it was. He explain uh, this to us and give us the way to get out of it. <laughs> I need he, the answers to the test. Yeah, he never gave her out. He just said you were obligated. Yeah. Well, we need the answers to the freaking test. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And we probably hit up that other lawyer we had on. Maybe I hit him up, the uh, wedding lawyer. He's a lawyer that strictly deals in this industry, too. So I'll try to hit him up to see if, if I can't find the other one, see if he'll come on and explain it to us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would like to talk about the hip-hop scene in Dallas from 1979 to present. I have lots of information. Man, that's a show we can do, man. Of course, yeah, that's a hey, show Give me, uh, uh, DM me your availability on Tuesdays. Uh, Tuesdays at 7.30. At 7.30, bro. And we'll see what we can do to get yeah, you on the show. Yeah, We'd love to do that. We love people that step up and want to come on the show because a lot of people don't want to come in the hot seat. Not that it's hot, but it can get hot. And you know what? And it's funny. Well, it's ironic that he's saying that because this is something that I was thinking about. Uh -huh. I wanted to get with some of the local DJs that's been in the industry, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, from way back then. Mm -hmm. you know, that's a long time. 1979. Yep. Yep. Get yeah. down with the funky drummer. Yeah. That's a, that's before I picked up a needle, Mike. Yeah. yeah. I love that joke that he had, too, man. DJs don't share needles. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Did you catch that? Oh, I know. I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah, you know, people change their needles on you in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what he's talking about so much, I'm going to show it to you. Yeah, man, that was too funny. How you look, Case, take your needles off before the other DJ get on. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I know I will take my Orphatrons off because you ain't going to break my needles or whatever the case may yeah, be. But, yeah, for those of y'all that don't know, you know, this little little piece right here, this little needle. Yes, about $279. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Diamond. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, we're going to set up uh, DJ Boogie Flip, Boogie Boy Flip to come on and talk about the hip hop scene from 1979. Yep. He sure is. He sure is. Yeah. We're getting close to the holiday uh, somewhere in there, close, you know, somewhere in there. 
we got to look at the schedule for June. I know we got what keeps the end out the month next week, and then we'll start in the June. Which one is that? I can't. You, you know, you in your own little black world over there, so we can't see half of that. Yeah, I'm trying to. There you go. Or for Tron. There you go, baby. Yeah, everybody had their little case. Yes, yep. sir. For the twelve hundreds. The blue, the, are those the blue and orange ones? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I got some uh denims on mine right now, some uh white something. Yeah, when we do our first show at the at the new spot, we're gonna yeah. pull out the 1200s. Yeah, that's coming yeah. up too. We're gonna be able to do the yeah. show together starting real soon, y'all, in yeah. a in a studio. So we got some good stuff coming. But Mike, hit the theme music before I get hit upside the head with a two-piece, man. And uh all right, you know, uh Aka, what I'm trying to find out about the Aka. Acapulco Ballroom. Ac- Is that back in the day? Yeah, yeah. yeah DM me on that, brother. You, yeah, you, DM all. Yeah, we're going we gonna to talk about it. Let's give him something to talk about. But yeah. that's cool, brother. We'll get you on. We'll talk about that. So, but peace until next time. Get out of here.